We're back to Mesilad Yesharim. We are in Perek. Perek Bet. Yesterday we saw. Yesterday we saw. He says, what does it mean to acquire the Midah of Sehirut? Sehirut in simple English translates to be careful, cautious, cautious. What does it mean when I tell you that we have to be cautious? It's a midah. Cautious, zehirut is a midah. It's a way of life. It's a way of living day by day. What is it? He says that a person be careful with his actions, with his general feelings and outlooks, and we said yesterday, Kelomar mitbonen umefakeyah al maasav udrachav. That a person he thinks and he is constantly supervising, or we said inspecting all of his actions. Hatovim hem imlo. Are they are they taking him to a good place? Mean tovim doesn't just mean good and bad. Tovim means are they bringing you to your destination that you're looking for? Now sometimes we look at things as good and bad for the moment, but we have to look at it much bigger than that. It's hatovim meaning, for example, a person gets married, right? He has a certain goal for that, so that he always has to ask himself, is this taking me towards my goal? That's called tovim. Allah was taking me further from my goal. Getting married is not the goal. Getting married is not the top. It's the goal of marriage. So you always have to ask, is this taking me to my destination? Now, everything, everything in life is like that. Which means, if you don't live with destinations in what you do, then you're a failure from the get-go. Everything has a goal. Why do you go to work? You have a goal. Anyway, bottom line is, Everything that we do that's meaningful has to have a goal. And good and bad is relative to the goal. It's not always for the moment if it's good or bad. Sometimes what looks good in the moment is not good. Everything has to be measured according to the end goal. Not everything you do for your son or daughter is good. Even though for the moment it looks great. But it might be very often actually what looks good in the moment is usually not good. The general, general rule we could use. Now, what looks good in the moment is not usually good. You go out with a girl to get married. What looks good for the moment is probably not so good. Good. Good things in the moment are very deceiving. It's the things that you don't necessarily see right away that are the most impactful. The thing usually the way Hashem made the world is the thing that we see physically right in front of us is misleading. So you always have to be careful. If you measure good and bad with what's in front of you, you might be in trouble. But if you look to the end goal and you measure according to the end goal, you'll start seeing things a whole different way. Bottom line is, Hashem gave us 
a sechel, here is a brain. Really, that's what zehirut is all about. Everything about zehirut is, it's mind over feelings. The whole, the whole, like, the whole subject of being zahir, right, in this, in this, in this area, is who is winning the decisions in your life. Do you go with your feelings or do you go with your brain? That's really what it comes down to. It depends on what's... It's the battle of the brain versus the heart. A person who doesn't use his sechel is a person who's not going to be careful automatically. Because like I told you, the, the, the feelings of the person, they don't strengthen caution. In our, act, in our daily actions. A person is feeling while he's in a party, should he drink, should he smoke, should he do drugs? At that moment, that moment, I'll give you extreme examples. Okay, so just, but at that moment, is, if his mind is not active, so his feelings at the moment will allow him to do things that if his mind was turned on, he wouldn't do it. And it is that way with many, many things. If your mind was turned on and you're thinking about it, you would do better. You would make better decisions. So actually, most of the bad things that take place is from people who just aren't thinking. They're not thinking. They're just going with either their habits. Acting out of habit is called not thinking. Or they're going with emotion. They fall in love with someone if they see a picture of them. There are people right now in love. They're in love with someone they never spoke to. They're totally in love. It doesn't make any sense. But when you don't use your brain and you're a person who follows their heart, you will fall in love with the wrong things, with the wrong people. You'll do many things during your day that are really against what you're trying to achieve. You want to get to a certain kind of life. You're making every decision backwards. You're saying the wrong things. You mean you want to get to the right place, but you do everything wrong along the way. You want to have a good relationship with somebody, but you're shooting down the relationship every five minutes. The way you're acting, your goal is to make it good, but you're doing everything wrong. You follow? Why? Not because you're not smart enough, like you think, like you said. It's not true. We're just smarter. You're not using your brain. Most people do not use their brain. And that's why learning Torah is such an important thing in today's generation. More than before. Even, listen, he wrote this hundreds of years ago, so it was relevant then too. But at the end of the day, today, it's much more relevant because people used to think a lot more than they do today. In those days, a hundred years ago, in order to do the most basic things, you had to think, you had to use your brain. Today, most things are automated. People don't think. So when you're not used to thinking, you end up being the wrong, in the wrong, you end up doing the wrong things and not getting to the place you want to get. 
That's why learning Torah, besides the Kiddushah of the Torah, besides the mitzvah of learning Torah, at the very least, the Torah just gets you to stop thinking. Just think, to stop and think for a few minutes. That itself is a good training. Most people in life, in our world, are not thinking. When you're not thinking, you, he calls it, what he says, Lebilti Azov Nafshog. He says, if you don't think about what you're doing, then basically you're leaving your soul, basic, basically you're leaving your future, Basically, he's saying if you don't think, you're on your way to Abaddon. You know what Abaddon means? Oblivion. Abaddon means complete lost. Oblivion. Oblivion. Abaddon, you're gone. You're on your way. Hasbe Halila. He's saying if you don't think, if you're a person that doesn't use their mind, and again, I warn you, don't think for a second that we use our minds. If you don't use your mind, if you're not a person who has this midah of sehirut, if you're not a person who weighs something before you do it, the things that you've done for 50 years or the things you're doing for the first time, they both need to be weighed. You know, most of us, when it comes to new things, when it comes to new things, of course we'll think about it. Someone right now gives you a new proposal, either a business proposal, a social proposal, a new thing that you never did before. So obviously in those moments, many of us do think. But what about the 50 years of things that you've been doing? For sure those don't even enter your mind. It's automated. We don't, we don't think, it's a habit. He says that a person who doesn't use his sechel that God gave him, he will be at one point ke'iver ba'afela. Very interesting person. He's a blind person who is living in darkness. That's what the Torah says. Aiver, you could be blind living in darkness. That, that needs explanation. What do you mean a blind person in darkness? There was one great rabbi in the Gemara that says, I didn't understand this line. A blind person in darkness? The guy's blind. What does it matter if he's in darkness or is in light? It's always darkness. He says, until, he says, until I found once a blind man holding a torch in the middle of the night. I told him, what an odd thing. He says, you're blind. Why are you holding a torch? He says, because I want other people to be able to see me and help me. If I don't have light with me, others can't help me. So now I understood. There are two types of blind people. There's a blind person who other people can help him. 
which means he knows he's blind and he at least looking for help. And then there are people who are blind in darkness, which means not only can they help themselves, but they won't even, they're so confident in their decision-making in life, is so confident that they can't even get help from others. Nobody could actually Conf advise them. Confident or confident? Confident. They're very confident, maybe proud too, but they're very confident. You know, nobody's too proud to destroy his life. You have to feel confident. Maybe pride brings you to confidence, but people are so confident in their decision-making that they don't, there's no room to get others to advise you, to learn something that might change your way of thinking. That's called a verba afila. What he's telling you over here is that if a person doesn't take the initiative to start waging this battle of mind over emotion, of sechel over feelings. If you don't have a clear pen, then you're gonna make sure you're gonna start being the person of sechel. If you don't do that, then at some point in your life, you are going to be like a blind person in darkness, which means that many of your decisions will be leading you to a terrible ending and you won't even realize it. You won't even question, you know, how many people ended up in very bad places. And even after they ended up there, you might think at that point, they will start to question their decisions that brought them to that point. But you will find that even there, they're in Abaddon. Even there, they're in oblivion. They'll blame. What will they do when they actually hit the place they never wanted to hit? What happens then? At that point, they'll figure out why, you know, there are enough challenges in life. That there's always people to blame. Just remember that. There's always someone to blame for something. That's the way Hashem made the world. It's a very tremendous wisdom Hashem had in making this world. Because remember, the world is a place of free choice. So how is it that a guy can make all the wrong mistakes, end up in all the wrong places, and still not make Teshuvah? And still not go back and say, you know, this was a big problem. I made a terrible mistake. How could that be? So Hashem made it that there's always people to blame. There's always reason to point the finger that my life isn't where it needs to be because of this, because of that, because of him, because of her, because of them. There's always reason 
to believe that it's somebody else's problem. That's why people, even when they hit Abaddon, they actually hit oblivion. They got there. But they still don't realize that they put themselves there. Because they'll blame other situations. It's an amazing thing. It's a, it's a genius if you think about it. If you want to create free choice, how do you have free choice when a guy made decisions and he destroyed himself and he's still holding on? It's an amazing thing. Because we always have a way not to think if you want. If you want not to think, it's it. Doors always open. And like I told you, most people do not think because the default setting is not the thing. The default setting is to be pulled by your feelings. An amazing thing. So this whole chapter, the whole subject of Zehirut, if you want to put it in more simple form, it's mind over heart. It's thoughts over feelings. Because your feelings will most of the time be wrong. You know how people say, go with your feelings? Those are the dumbest people on the planet. <laughs> really? It's go with the gut feeling. Yeah, go, go, go with your heart. Just follow your heart. What does your heart say? Now, now be careful. I don't mean to say that feelings are not important. Feelings are very important. If you live without feelings, then you're a, you're, you're a computer chip. And not, you're not a person. The, the feelings is what makes you special. The feelings that you have in your relationships is what make the relationship special. It's not your thought process. It's the connection, the emotional connection between you and your wife that makes a marriage. It's the emotional connection between us and our children that create a family. It's the emotional connection between us and our creator. Otherwise, you're just a robot. A robot doesn't have emotions. There's no way we mean that emotion is not important, God forbid. But emotion needs to be the servant of the mind and not vice versa. There's a choice we have to make. Who is the leader in the front and who's coming behind? Because the way Hashem made it, it can, be, it can go both ways. Your emotion could lead the way and your mind will be supporting your emotion. How many times have you seen someone try to intellectually excuse why he's involved in certain things? He loves to do certain things. He has an attachment to certain things and his mind will build all kinds of rationale, theories, justifications to explain to himself and others why he's involved in something that's actually pretty good, harmless, no problem. Why can't I do that? 
and he'll give you reasons and logic. What's happening there? The mind is being used. It is. But it's being used to support your emotion, right? You see a girl that you fell in love with because you like the way she looks, right? She put some paint on her face and you got crazy. Now all of a sudden, it, 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 your, your emotion is there. Now your mind fills in all the missing parts. She's probably very sweet. For sure. She's probably very humble. She's probably, yet yeah, oh, all the part that you don't know anything about, nothing. You fill it on your own. You just imagine that she's this perfect person that has all the qualities for a great marriage. What happened there? Your brain is there or to support your emotion. So yes, you're thinking. But you're thinking in the wrong way. Your emotions have to serve your brain. Someone called me this past week about someone that she's dating. And she wants to know if I approve. You follow? So I didn't tell her this on the phone. It would have been too hurtful. But I said... Do you like him? She says, yes, very much. So I said, I'll get back to you. But in reality, I'm never getting back to her. Because answering a question after emotion is a waste of time. If she really wanted to know, we should have asked before she went out. But once already, you're in, I could only get myself in trouble. Because if I say it's not good, either she won't listen, and she'll have a bad feeling, or she will listen, I'm going to create an issue between her and her family and him. There's no point. It's too late. I'm not saying it's too late always. I'm just saying, with that conversation I felt, it was too late. The right way to do it is to ask before, not after. After you fall in, no matter what I will say, will be misinterpreted or will not be understood. It's the fact of life. Sechel must come before emotion. Emotion needs to serve the mind. Means when your mind says, this is good, I like this, then you let, you see if your emotion could follow and come along. If you don't end up with emotion, then you have nothing. But you need to have your mind lead. It is that way in marriage, it is that way in business. When you get a great deal, the guy comes in, sweet talks you. He's giving you 200% on your money. He's giving you why this and why that. And you're in love. You're ready to give everything you have. All right? Be careful. But sechel first. Sechel and then emotion. It's a huge problem in humanity. Actually, if we had to narrow it down, this could be 
the issue, if you ask, how do people end up in all the wrong places? Intelligent people very often. Because of this exact problem. They don't practice Zehirut. In other words, they don't have their mind leading. They have their emotion leading. They do use their mind sometimes when necessary, but only to support their emotion. For example, you'll see somebody, somebody talk very strong, very sharp, with like anger. You see, yo, that's not so... Imagine you go up to a person that spoke with very strong anger to someone that they love. You say, listen, are you sure that's the way he's supposed to talk? He said, and I'm sure... Try next time. They will give you one, two, three, maybe five reasons why it was necessary to make the point. You know, sometimes you have to make the point. You know, you you made the point sometimes. I had to make this point because if I don't make it now, oh, yeah, it's gonna be. If I don't make, if I don't put my foot down, you ever see a guy put his foot down? Yep. What, what, what is going on here? You put your foot nowhere. You're destroying yourself. Put foot down. But that's your mind. That's the mind. Next time it happens, someone close to you, try it. Say, I don't know if that was the right reaction. All right, tell your wife that, uh, Charlie, next. Not, not, not at you. Let's say she, like, gets mad at something. Tell her that I don't that into my reaction. While she's, like, you know... Take, putting her foot down. Say, I'm not sure if that was the right reaction. See what she says. She'll give you a mesilat de sharim. Of why this was necessary. Unbelievable. So that means in society, even when people use their brain, it's coming in a negative way. The brain is great only when it leads. But when the, when the brain is being led, it becomes the force of evil. Think about that. Right? The brain, if it's leading, it's all beautiful. But if the brain is being led, it could only end up in bad things. That's what he's saying over here. If you're not a person who puts your mind ahead of your feelings, I, just wanted, to, I wanted to simplify for you. Sometimes you read these words, and say, oh, be careful, think. What is he saying? That's what he said. He's saying, who is leading in your decision-making in life? And don't be so confident that your thinking is coming pre-feelings. All your thinking might be post-feelings. You already feel a certain way about Shabbat, by the way. We have certain emotions Shabbat. How many people are connected emotionally to Shabbat? Any Shomer Shabbat has an emotional connection to Shabbat. Besides the intellectual connection to Shabbat that we know we have to do because Hashem said, Hashem told us, do this, don't do that, right? Besides the intellectual connection to Shabbat, we all have an emotional connection to Shabbat. The certain connection that we have in what we do on Shabbat. When we think about our Shabbat, I would say it's coming post-emotion. We already love our Shabbat. Everybody loves their Shabbat. 
No matter what your value you have, you love it. That's no proof that you're doing it right, by the way. Because you love it doesn't mean that you could love the wrong things. Okay? So you love your Shabbat because you're emotionally connected to your Shabbat. It feels right, your Shabbat, because it's the Shabbat that you're used to and the Shabbat that you're comfortable with. And in your mind, you'll say, yes, I'm Shomer Shabbat. Yeah, for sure. 100%. 100%. You took, and any halakha of Shabbat that you hear, somehow, works. you make it work. It's an amazing thing. How you make it work, that you leave the human. How to figure that out. Makes it work. Either he says that's for somebody else, or you say that's not for normal people. I'm a normal guy. They're not normal. What happened? What's going on? What's going on is you're emotionally connected to a subject. You can't hear anything else. It is that way in every connection that we have. Whether it's Shabbat, whether it's Kashrut, whether it's the way we deal in business, what, in everything. There's a certain comfort zone that we develop. That's called an emotional connection. There's a comfort zone that we develop that we like something, we like the way it is, right? And then our mind comes after. So I was afraid this morning that when I would continue talking about thinking, everybody here would say, well, I mean, I always think. Wait, I, I think all the time. What does that mean I don't think? But be careful. Thinking ahead of the emotion. You call after you fell in love with someone. What do you think of the person? That's, that's not good. But in general, in general, in general, Jack is asking, isn't it sometimes that emotions come first and you have to figure out what to do after? So that's true. They are sometimes. But the smart person, that's part of wisdom. Part of wisdom is not allowing that to happen. Part of wisdom is anticipating what's coming and thinking ahead of time. Part of wisdom is saying, I'm not going to fall for that person, so I'm not going to be in a situation to fall for that person until I check it out before. Meaning you're right, if I already fell, because I, but usually the falling happened because you didn't think ahead. Even when it happened sometimes, it's because usually you didn't think ahead. If you were thinking ahead and you were anticipating, you would have been more careful not to allow yourself to get emotionally connected until you checked it out. But yes, sometimes you do get emotionally connected and even then you have to start stepping back. I'm just saying, not saying it's impossible, I'm saying it's very difficult, very, very difficult, that when you're emotionally connected, to think straight. How many times have you spoken to somebody who is used to a certain lifestyle and you're talking logic, logic like not even deep spiritual things just simple aleph bet gimel could you repeat after me yeah gimel bet aleph no no aleph bet gimel see how it's in order could you repeat oh gimel bet aleph. and you think to yourself did the guy lose his mind how many times that happened to you where you spoke to a young man or sometimes older and it's such a logical thing you're talking to someone who's obviously in a bad place and you're helping them with something so simple and they don't hear you. Why don't they hear you? 
because they're connected to what they're doing. They love to drink, right or wrong, destroying their lives. More than that, they're so connected to it, they cannot hear what you're saying. And in fact, what you're saying, somehow, I don't know how, somehow they translate it and either it's not true or it doesn't apply in their situation or somehow. It's an amazing, amazing part of the human ability. So therefore, the goal of a person needs to be that before you get into situations of emotion, think ahead. If you're already connected, then you got to be a big person. I'm not saying it's impossible, but you got to be a big person to be honest with yourself and say, listen, I'm like a ver, I'm blind, but let me be not a blind in darkness. There's different levels of blindness. So I recognize that I'm blind. I recognize that I might be thinking the wrong way because I'm connected. So let, even though I am blind, but let me not be blind in darkness. Let me go and seek somebody's advice and someone's help. And that's why it's so important to have a rabbi that most people here do not have. You do not have a rabbi. You may go to a rabbi's class. You may ask advice sometimes of a rabbi. You may invite a rabbi to your wedding. But having a rabbi means deferring to somebody on important decisions in your life. Rabbi, I'm about to do something. Is this the right one for me? I'm ready to get married. I think that's the girl. Is she right for me? And you're willing to say, no, not the right one for you. Are you willing to defer? Very hard to do that. But that's why is such a big part of our lives. Not just so we can um, decide what's kosher or not kosher. Now you don't need to have your rabbi. Go ask the posek. Your rabbi is someone you defer to. Someone who says to you, that's not good for you. But you will love it. You think it is good for you. You're evil. You're blind. You got to be able to defer the other way. So if you have a rabbi, it makes this a lot easier. Because you're ready and you're able to defer. So yes, a person can be emotionally connected and work himself out of it. But it's much harder. Much harder. This levels. You could be a verba afela. You're done. If you're a blind person in darkness, you're done. It means you neither can help yourself and you can't even get help. You could be just a blind person here. Try to get help. And the best thing is not to be blind at all. By having your decisions come first ahead of your emotions. And that's the way you will guarantee yourself a very good ending. That is why throughout our history of from the time of Abraham Avinu, not even from the Torah, we're talking 3,800 3, years. At least the way 
people got married is when they had somebody else check the person out for them. You imagine Abraham Avinu has a 37-year-old son. 37, he's not 12, he's not 16. 37 years old, a mature 37-year-old, it's hot. And he needs him to get married. What does he do? So what's the most simple thing to do? Is you send somebody if you want, but obviously you send him. Isn't that the most logical thing to do? If you're going to find someone, a bride, don't you go check yourself? But in the wisdom of the Torah, you see, that Abraham doesn't send Yitzhak. He sends Eliezer and says, you go find. Here's what I'm looking for. Maybe he gave him all the things that are important. Maybe some looks, maybe family, maybe qualities. This is what I'm looking for. You're allowed to look for things. This is what I'm looking for. So he doesn't send him. He sends Eliezer to bring her back. What's going on? Isn't Abraham Avinu a smart man? <laughs> Why wouldn't he send Yitzhak? The answer is he was a hacham. He knew this paddock of Mesilat Yesharif. He knew that if Yitzhak would go, there's a risk of emotion over Sech. So what if he sends Eliezer, who is not emotionally attached to do the work, and then we could see if this Shiduch could work. That's the way Jewish dating People think that Shiduchim is for, it's a new model for religious people. Let me tell you something. It's the way people have gotten married in your family for the last 4,000 years. And let me tell you, not always perfect marriage, and that's because people don't make it perfect. But in reality, the process of having your mind before your emotion, that is the sure derech of doing it the best possible way. If you do it the other way, you're already behind it. You're already in trouble because you may not be with the right person. Even being with the right person is challenging. It still has its, you know, day-to-day -day challenges. But if you're with the wrong person altogether, it's what makes it very difficult. Sechel over emotion. Anything you have a habit is already connected to you emotionally. That's why breaking habits is so hard, because you're connected to it. It's hard to think about anything different than what it is. That is the power of zehirut. Zehirut means be careful, mind over emotion. Tomorrow, I wanted to read something beautiful for you in the other page that I have. We'll do it tomorrow. Have a beautiful day, guys.